0: Welcome to As As You Were. Tim. Welcome to As You Were, a podcast about Alkaline Trio, where every week we talk about one Alkaline Trio song. And this week, it's Cringe. Yeah! You know, I had a moment when I was, I was thinking about uh, this, this episode and I was like, when we play the music, Mm -hmm. do we leave in the, yeah, 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 and that's what he says. He says, yeah, Yeah.
1: but it's more like Joey was like, yeah, you have to, yeah, you absolutely have to. I, uh,
0: so much to say about it we will get to it. Welcome to As You Were a podcast about Alkaline Trio where every week up until last week yes. we talk about one Alkaline Trio song. Hey, it was the 4th of July. had shit going on. A sober birthday. And you know what? Like that was a it was it was a time for healing in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. We needed a, a just to just to take some time. But also, like, guy, we haven't seen each other in so long that we were like, "Hey, who introed the last
1: one?" Yes, we didn't know. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. It's Normally good to see you again. It's good to see you again. Uh, and you know, we've got we took the week off, sort of, but we've had some stuff in the works that uh, pretty excited to announce here today. We are very excited
0: to announce that we are launching a Patreon.
1: Or as you were a podcast about Alkaline Trio. Tim, for, for the listeners at home, and for me, and Chloe, the people in the room, who maybe don't know what a Patreon is, tell me what that is.
0: Well, Patreon is a pledge-based program where you are given the opportunity to help support your creators directly. So, mm. a monthly pledge program to help us continue to do the show we've got there are expenses involved in this there are we are working individuals and you know we uh, we, we like doing this and we like to be able to you know do this comfortably
1: yes uh love doing it um, there are costs involved and there's also a lot of time costs involved.
0: And I mean, like, let, let's be real. We got, we got a, a freelance writer mm-hmm. sitting here. We've got, I manage a coffee shop. I'm a coffee roaster. And you know, I look, I'm just going to be real with all y'all out there. David's trying to get a job at the cafe and I'm just sitting there thinking, like, oh, my God, we got to figure out a way. To n- I can't have this guy in my life any more than I already do.
1: Well, I spend most of my time um, nursing my Fabergé egg addiction. Uh, so anything you can give that helps me uh, j- just keep on that train of delicious uh, jewel-encrusted eggs is going to be very, very helpful. And I thank you in advance.
0: Me, on the one, on the other hand. I get up at at 5.30 in the morning, four days a week to go to work. If I could do that three days a week and and do this and put more into this. Oh, it'd be great. Oh, it'd be
1: great. But Patreon, from my understanding, it's not just about what we get. The, The people get something too.
0: Right. So the way it works is that we have a few tiers of monthly dollar amounts set up for all y'all to choose from the first of which check it two dollars a month that's nothing tim 50 cents per episode to just say hey like what you're doing continue to do it thank you but the next tier gets a little interesting for five dollars a month we are going to give you a bonus episode each month and By bonus episode, what I'm talking about is something that is different from what we do here, but also similar to what we do here. We talk about Alkaline Trio and Alkaline Trio adjacent topics, and we also go as long as we want, as long as we feel like doing. We got a good system going here where we talk 25, 30 minutes. We keep it tight. done, you know. But on those... You know, we'll talk about we'll talk about things that require a little bit more time, require a, a just a different flow to it. Something mm-hmm. like I don't know, maybe talk about previous bands before Alkaline Trio. Maybe talk about releases of Matt's, Dan's, Mike mm-hmm. Um Maybe
1: maybe we will explore things that are adjacent to the Alkaline Trio that are in the, will will help we put a lot of emphasis on this specific band but they're not the only band in the world and we've got opinions and we
0: like to talk about and we like to talk at length and we like to just, you know, have a chance to basically like sit and have a conversation like we do before we actually Yes, <laughs> sit exactly. Exactly. We spend so much time in the kitchen just talking while we're making coffee and just like shooting shit and like, yo, what's going on? So those are a lot of fun for five dollars a month. You get that. But you also get we are giving you the power Every three weeks, we will be sending out a poll to our Patreon subscribers of four songs to choose from. Mm -hmm. The winner of the poll will be the song that we talk about next.
1: The power is in your hands, friends.
0: We'll take the playlist. We'll put it on
1: shuffle. The first four that we get, there you go. If you really want to see Draculina to the top and listen to me really have a bad time, you can do that now.
0: Or if you just want to see like what happens when the entire I lied my face off EP faces off with each other, that you know what that's a good idea. We hadn't considered that. That's a good point. Maybe putting some uh, some of the smaller releases just out there on a poll. Which one do you want to hear?
1: See, yeah, I like that. I like that. Well, also, you know, it'll give us a a pulse on what you guys are interested in, which is nice. You've been very communicative with us on Twitter, which we appreciate. But guess what? we have an actual twitter now and you can go to that
0: as you were pod at as you were pod um so we'll be tweeting out stuff and uh i mean you don't even have to pay for that no that's free um we got one more tier one more one more tier to cover for ten dollars you get everything that we described in the five dollar tier you also get quarterly
1: swag What's this swag going to entail?
0: I uh, Coffee mugs? Oh, I love Maybe coffee. a t-shirt?
1: I love a shirt.
0: Enamel pin? Hmm. Long sleeve shirt? Damn. We'll have to look at the prices on those. Yes. Something cool, something fun uh, gives you a chance to help us to continue to do this. Go to patreon.com slash as you were. Pledge Whatever you can. Whatever you feel like pledging. You can pledge more than $10 a month. Yeah, do it. I got to buy dog food. I know, all so, right? Um, but yeah, we, we're excited about that. We're excited about you know the the different opportunities that we're going to have. Uh, we just recorded the first bonus episode before we're doing this. Mm-hmm. We're really excited to share that. I was, fucking, oh, I was so, so good.
1: stoked all week. Yeah, if you're someone who listens to this and you're like, oh, I like it. I just wish there was more. Well, it's... Eight times the length. (laughs) Pretty much. Pretty much. There you go.
0: But hey, the reason y'all came to the dance this week. Mm -hmm. I mean, let's let's start with this. Do you remember the first time you heard the song
1: Cringe? (sighs) I, I genuinely do. There's not a lot of moments I have where I remember where I was. I remember what it felt like. But... Listening to Cringe for the first time, uh it's like burned into my brain. I was in my dad's basement where I spent most of my time at my father's house which was underneath a funeral home uh, appropriately enough. And my dad and I never had a good relationship, I'm not telling any tales out of school here, so I spent a lot of time in the basement listening to CDs and records and you know playing video games and whatever. And I had gotten goddamn it because I was already familiar with the band. And I remember putting it on and it starts with the thing we were talking about, have, them kind of riffing and, and goofing off about to start recording the track. And, and something about that was really captivating to me. I, excuse me. I, uh, we talked about in the bonus app uh, records where you have someone recording an acoustic song and it ends the record and you hear them leaving the room. This was kind of the opposite. Yeah. Like you're hearing them get together and they're about to do the thing. And, and, you know, there's just like this little, it's like five seconds of anticipation. Like when you go to a concert and you see them put on the guitars and sit behind the drums, and you're like, oh, what are they going to play first? Uh It was that kind of feeling for me. And then that riff starts, and I was just captivated. I I just remember hearing it and being like, it felt so big, strangely. and, And they aren't a band that often feels that way to me. Like These songs don't feel huge, but that riff felt huge. And then like counting off on the hi-hats and that really quick fill that comes in and they all uh-huh. come in together. Nah. I and, love the way the oh. strum on that delays a little bit too. Yep. Just to leave a little bit of room for Glenn to slot in. And they come in with that first verse slash chorus, I guess. There's no chorus in this song. Yeah. Yeah. There's
0: a line that gets repeated, but it's at the end.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's one line and Skiba starts singing and they're doing it. I'm like, this is the greatest fucking thing I've ever heard. See, it's funny because
0: I have such a similar experience of just being transfixed in that way. I got into Alkaline Trio going into high school from here to infirmary was a record that had just come out. And so that was my introduction to the band, was From Here to Infirmary. And I think by that point, they had sort of entered into a new phase where they're a pretty big band. And also, I'm in eighth grade, freshman year. So anybody who makes music is on a big level. Totally. And my friend had gone to Record Breakers... He came back and he's like, I got the first three Alkaline Trio CDs. Went hard that day. We're on the bus, and I was like, I was like, um, well, what's the best one? He's like, God damn it. And I was like, cool, give it to me. And I put it on, and that little bit of goof off mm-hmm. that happens, it's a very human moment. It's just very indicative of the fact that these are. Kids yes. that are excited about fucking recording music mm-hmm. in a real live studio—they put their nine hundred dollars <laughs> together yeah. to make this record, and you know, I always love to shill for the replacements, right? I always like to talk about like do? This, this human aspect that I think is is real particular to the replacements, and and all of my favorite art, I think, has some sort of flaw or some sort of mistake to it some mm-hmm. bit of just like this is the, i need you to know that a normal person made this and a normal person is not
1: a fucking perfect uh specimen that makes perfect art. Well, i mean that's what appealed to me so much about this record but also like punk rock, hardcore, all that shit in general was yeah. like you, it felt attainable.
0: I think I think I was not quite there yet, though, because sure. bands, li- the bands that I liked at that time were bands like Newfound Glory, mm-hmm. the Get Up Kids, like anything that was on like Vagrant or Drive Through. it was underground music, but it was still like glistening and it was still it was made big. by like handsome people. And the fact, and I think this was really the first moment where I'm just like, whoa, this is, this is like raw and it's real and it's more real than anything that i've had before and i think that like a lot of the fucking appreciation that i have for art and how art is done i can really like go back to like this being a key moment in that of just like feeling it
1: yeah i mean it was the same for me and i think a big part of it too was seeing the album cover yeah and like looking at it and looking at the back cover with that photo of them and everything's very dark it's very monochromatic except for like the red photo and the red clocks and it was a record called god damn it which was very appealing to me as a kid and i still think great album title like there's oh, something about so it that is just good. like yeah I, it's so simple to seem maybe accidental or just like happenstance but it's so deliberate because when you put that record in having seen the cover looking at the song titles looking at that picture of the band it's like what is this going to be and then to immediately be greeted with these guys kind of goofing off, it's it's just so welcoming.
0: Yeah. I think that they talk, about, they talk about the art in the reissue where the choice to use the clocks is because, you know, we know that the title is God Damn It, and so the clocks are there to basically just be like, Monday morning your alarm clock goes off. Like, what's the first thing that goes into your head? God Damn It. Like, yeah. yo, if you're not, there's not a fucking person that, is alive? who does not relate to that. And if you don't relate to that, I don't want anything to
1: do with you. Oh yeah, I heart agree. Um, and, and
0: listening to it too, on like a fucking Monday morning on the way to goddamn school.
1: Like. Oh yeah. Well, I, I still, listening to this song this morning before I came up here, I put this song on and it's just, it's like I just did eight shots of espresso. I am fucking amped yeah. for this one. Because it's just, that riff, that first riff gets me Every time I like I listened to the past live version, which is now up on Spotify. And that was recorded at a series of shows in the Metro that I was at. And there's a famous quote from Mike Park about how like he was at those shows and it was like watching them open for themselves because they played my shame is true before this. Right. And I remember standing there for my shame is true. Some people into it. I was kind of like more off to the side, like standing on that little riser at Metro. That's like a foot up. Kind of just, you know, nodding along, being polite. Yeah. Um, they jump into this riff. As soon as that happens, I'm fucking 30 feet closer to the crazy. stage. Both because I want to be and because so many people are pushing. People are throwing beers. The energy that just that riff pulls out of people is like so few things I can think of. Like I've seen a few bands that have like have that type of thing. Just that iconic like, oh, it's on kind of moment. A few compared to that.
0: I went to that show too, and it was the very last minute. My friend was like, hey, I'm, it's my friend who doesn't even live in the city. Like, hey, I'm up, and I'm up to this Alkaline Trio show, and we've got an extra ticket if you want to come. And I'm sitting there like, I got, it's 6.30, I got a plan for my night. And then I get this text, and I'm like, uh like just trying to find a reason to not go. Yeah, I've been and there. then I was like, uh, yeah fuck it like obviously I'm gonna go and I'm in there at the I was talking to my roommate on the way out and I was like yeah they're playing two records so it's probably gonna be like one record that I don't care much for and one record that I'm gonna be really excited about it's like obvious that that's the way it goes and I get yeah. there I text them and I'm like hey I'm here I don't know what record they're playing <laughs> yeah. and, then, and then I'm just like someone told me like oh it's it's my shame is true and I'm mm-hmm. like oh they're playing the newest one oh they're gonna play god damn it yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like all right guys name of this record's god damn it uh, that riff hit and then i'm up top too and i'm just like oh my god like i haven't wanted to be like on a,
1: floor know, in a right? show for a long ass time i mean i think the aside from seeing jawbreaker in san francisco last year at that club i that might have been the last time i like fucking wild out yeah it was that show and the funny thing about it is, I so many bands have done the reunion or not even reunion, but like full record shows, right? I've seen a lot of them. Some of them have been really great. I've seen goddamn it done twice. I would go a third time. Like no. honestly, and like
0: I, and I feel like this is this is coming from the perspective too of of two people who have been very critical of the Alkaline Trio for the past like 10 years of their existence, but also like, yo, just like feed this to me. Were
1: you at the Metro shows like a year and a half ago? It was like January of 2017. No. So I went to one of those. They did like three nights with local bands opening and it was the first night of three, I believe. And it's the most fun I had seen them have on stage in years. Uh, They came out, And they opened with cringe Matt misread the set list. That was not the first song. He just came out and jumped into it. And you saw Derek and Dan literally like looking at each other and looking at him and they played Uh it. It was supposed to be like fourth. So he just screwed up. But the set list, like, I think they played one song post vagrant. Yeah. It was just, they played Queen of Pain. They played Cooking Land. They did 97. Like, they brought it that night. And that was the moment where I was like, you know, I've been kind of hard on them over the years with the newer material. That was my 30th time seeing them play. No exaggeration, 30. And I was like, I would do it again in yeah. a heartbeat. That's when it kind of, like, got to the point of, like, there had been enough time and enough distance for me to like be like no the good shit is unimpeachable and live when they are having fun and invested like at a club show like that it still feels great
0: let's talk about let's talk about this actual track because no (laughs) you know it comes in it starts off fucking strong matt with this you know he's got this this set of lyrics that's not it's so not specific but it's also so specific at the same time totally and also like the delivery of just that desperate like wide-eyed <sighs> needy been surprised like he <sighs> There's so much that you can just like latch on to in the fact that like when you hear somebody singing like they are like so used to singing into microphones that don't pick up well. enough. (laughs) The (coughs) the fact that he's like just putting like his entire throat just out and into this and you know, you you just fucking fall into it. Yeah, I
1: mean, he's just singing in a way that you don't hear a lot of people sing on records like, you could, it sounds like it is a show. Uh, it's just the, the way that it's captured, the way he's delivering it, it's so big, and it also shows, like, yo, this dude can, like, really push it. Like, he's got an interesting voice and is writing a really interesting vocal melody. Yeah. Like, despite the fact he's, again, singing about airplanes, uh-huh. you know, like, the, the standby flight has just arrived line, like... The, the cadence and the rhythm of every part of the song, but especially the vocals, which is like not really singing along with the guitar riff. It's got that incredible. really good
0: like, you know, the first half is like long and drawn and then needy in surprise, you know? Yep. Your standby flight has just arrived. Like just hitting those pulses, um, you know, the fucking fact that there's no chorus on this song. You were the last good thing I ever saw breaks into like kind of a weird bridge. Yeah. And it just like a short instrumental passage that just like comes back into
1: Just picks it back up.
0: And just and like, you know, also just like talking about the fucking, you know, the idea of like, all right, well goddamn it is your alarm clock going off. And yes. that verse about bike messaging in chicago burned out on two hours of show.
1: god <laughs> like the the headwind cold to wake me
0: i think about that line so much yep ever since i've moved here and every time that i deal with riding in fucking headwind yeah that's what it is and you know the the idea that it's just like here it is headwind and cold rain to wake me that like this is my fucking shitty life like welcome (laughs) to it
1: yeah well it's that and it's funny because i've live when they do the headwind line and dan does backing vocals is like one of my favorite moments of their sets yeah whenever they play it his voice melds so perfectly it's this big triumphant moment and it's not even like really on the present on the record but i hear it every time like this thing this song has seeped into me in such a way that not only do i remember hearing it the first time especially that second set of lines where he's like the tongue tied bleeding from your eyes yeah even christ himself would cringe at the sight of your scars when i heard that the first time i was like what the this is so weird and like unlike anything and i still think though they're abstract and and some have meaning, maybe some don't, like it, it was just so compelling, and i I was so wrapped by it. I was so the, the drumming on the song, which is all over the place it it was like no other punk song I had heard before dude everything
0: is all over the place on yeah. this song yeah this is like like dan is holding so much weight with just the fact that this is a three piece like he's playing a lot of chords he's just like doo-doo, doo-doo, yeah doo-doo, doo-doo. and after like, that
1: yeah. pick slide when he's just literally oh playing God. every note on his bass
0: yeah man <laughs> there is i think that he talks about like He's like looking back. I really could have like dialed it back a little bit on like sure. my bass playing on this record. No, no you no, no. are fucking perfect. On and this. like
1: I do think he is a great bass player. And on later records, makes more subtle choices that are great. But like everything that is here needs to be here. Yeah. From the crazy sixteenths on the hi hat to the overplaying, arguably on the bass to the stops and the pick slide. And the, okay. Oh.
0: There's a couple of pick lads on this song, which I think is fucking awesome. Love that they, that it. They Love do more, it. More than one, to like come out of a slow part into a fast part. And then you get on first, and this song's in C, which is not very often that they're doing that too. Yeah. But they get onto that C, that dun, and I just remember, you know, going back to listening to it for the first time. It's like, well, they're, they're holding on this chord. Yeah. Whoa. They're really holding on this chord. Like I listen to this song sometimes and the length of time that they spend just on that C chord, I start to laugh because it's insane that they're holding it the way that they do. And then those stops hit and you're just like,
1: oh, well, yeah, yeah. Like when they're holding on that C, I just picture any other producer being like, that kid is back on the fucking escalator again. (laughs) But like the way it plays into that stop is just like it's so side. It's like a 90 degree angle that you just hit. Like, yeah, it's like driving down a dead end street and just hitting a wall. But I don't know how you write this song. That's the thing is I learned how to play this song on guitar when I was a teenager. Yeah. On guitar, it's like nothing. This song is everything else, really. Like, it's a great central riff, but you can't, like, play this song on an acoustic guitar.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, think about playing this, like, just by yourself acoustic in front of people and, like, holding it like like doing it beat for beat it it makes no fucking sense none of this song makes sense there's no chorus there's like verses and then there's a line that's like repeated a couple times yeah there's there are so many things about it that you know we've talked about this a few times Matt is learning how to write songs this is a song that two years down the line this does not come out because you're already thinking too much.
1: Totally. And that's really prevalent by the time we get to, from here to infirmary. Um, Though I still think he's writing great songs and is still very capable of doing so. Like there's a magic to not knowing, you know, it's
0: definitely,
1: it's one of those things where it's like, sometimes it's just the magic combination. And that's what the, that record is. It's what it's always been for me. And uh, it, it's honestly what makes a song like this compelling is because there's a triumph in the not knowing the first time Glenn hits the symbols on the intro mm. or when they hold out that last note, you literally feel like you've accomplished something. Like you've gotten away with the thing. Like you've stolen the last cookie from the cookie jar. No one noticed. Like you've got away with whatever, whatever the thing is and you found like triumph in the struggle and in the shit. Like, it's it's everything that made me love this band and it's everything that to this day makes goddamn it what I will always call my favorite record of all time.
0: I think that there is really something to be said about just that that triumph that comes with it of like, you know, getting through the take, getting the song right, getting the beats right, figuring out how to how to, you know, stop at the right point. There is such a magic to this and it's really it's the beauty of punk music Mm -hmm. is that it's when it comes out best it comes out of people who are not supposed to be creating something Mm -hmm. as good
1: as they are totally it's punching above your weight class and i think that's that's what early alkaline trio represents to me it's just going for it it's believing in it it's people unified around a vision and just trying to make it work and when it works you you can't deny it there i think anyone who has heard you know heard this record at the right time in their life has that same story and i don't know if there's an alkaline trio fan who does not like cringe if you are i would love to hear from you um (laughs) genuinely because i would be curious but like I think this is no matter what era or what record is your favorite, I would be hard pressed to think someone doesn't like this.
0: Yeah, I it's it's monumentally moving, and there's there's a magic to it, and there's a reason that we are talking about it today without goddamn it, without this track, like this doesn't. This fucking doesn't exist. You, if you started, if you started Alkaline Trio from maybe I'll Catch Fire on, there's, it's not there. It's not. It's. it's not, I would still
1: like it, but it'd be very different. We wouldn't be talking about it with the fucking regard that we. I mean. Have for it. Th- this is uh. This is something I bring up a lot, but I'm gonna do it for the sake of this. Like, there's a reason that my first tattoo, which is the Alkaline Trio Hard skull, I went the tattoo shop with the cd booklet of Goddamn, and i was like that the exact same size uh uh-huh. like i want that exact size exact everything it's not just a hard skull it's the goddamn it one that was very important to me that like that is how much that me- record meant that like i wanted it to be specifically that 100 that and without it my life as i know it would be completely different um i agree with the uh With the last part of it, I can't. I
0: I wish I could share the uh, the tattoo part of it, but um, you know, fucking put this record on when you're done with this podcast, and also put on the original. The original makes so much difference. I think the remaster sounds great, but original like you, it's yeah it, it's all part of the package the imperfections are what make it special and that's what you latch on to totally
1: and there's one thing I want to hit that just came to me and it, it relates to the past live one similarly because there's there's the part in the song where it's generally the instrumental break but Skiba always puts words over it live you know he, he like throws yeah. an whole thing this is the only song where he does that where I'm into it <laughs> Because a, a friend of mine, uh, Dan Wallach, uh, brought up in 97 that we didn't address the Halloween at the Metro one where he puts in the Ani DeFranco lyrics that he used to do all the time in the bridge. Uh-huh. I don't think it works as well. I think when Skeeb is saying whatever bullshit he's saying, <laughs> generally like something, something city I'm in uh, in that bridge, here it works. And yeah, similarly, like this is one that I don't quibble with the remaster. But that original nineteen ninety eight version, it's just it's it's a perfect song to me. I think you know what I'm gonna rate it. Negative three.
0: I knew it. Yes. I knew it. I mean, I give this, I give this song, uh, five hours of shut eye out of five.
1: Let's get five alarm clocks out of five for me. Um. Hey,
0: if you like what we're doing here subscribe to it on Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher, Patreon. Patreon. Patreon.com slash as you were. You know, whatever, whatever you feel like uh, you want to give us to help keep the show going. We're super appreciative and we're super appreciative of all of y'all out there. We love having the conversations with you. That's why we made a Twitter just for this.
1: And that's the thing. We talk to us on Twitter. Let's go back and forth. Let's talk about stuff. And also, if you are doing the Patreon thing and are voting on songs, like let's talk stuff out. You know, everyone has these stories. I would love to hear some of yours. It's it's been awesome.
0: Like hearing from people from, all over the place, like uh, yeah. Just,
1: there's there's people who on my Instagram DM me. One guy lives in Canada and like bought tickets to see him in Boston on this tour and hasn't seen him in forever. And it's like cool to talk to people and hear their stories about like what this band means to them and just like you know share that excitement because that's ultimately what we're doing.
0: Also, too, just finding out you know the people who are like, you know, I found this and i just listened to uncle Lion trio for 3 days i'm like yo yeah. fuck
1: yeah that's that the best is a one. fun fucking time and that's the most fun th- that's the real fun of this podcast that we don't i've never said but like every couple weeks when we're going to record a batch i just get to kind of mainline like this band for a minute yeah and it feels real good
0: yeah dude it feels it feels fucking fantastic and you know we are so glad to to hear that so many of you out there are enjoying it so hit us up we got an email too it's uh as you were podcast at gmail.com we will be back next week and we'll see you then thanks